HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are. America's last best hope to make the internet safe for absolutely no one. Two people who will do pretty much anything for a pizza. Your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Happy Father's <laughs> Day. Happy Father's Day. It's, uh, it's pretty anemic out here. I see a lot of orphans here at Roberta's today. A lot of people from the Midwest whose fathers are home, like mowing the lawn and accepting, like, what is that ugly basket of fruit that they send out now? The the, the something bouquet of strawberries that have been sprayed to look, to look fresh for weeks. And mugs that say "World's Best Dad" and aprons, right? And, which you can get at thrift stores, actually. So you know, yeah, you just can kind clean of, them up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the What's the protocol for pet owners? The, should the pets be giving their their Pet daddy's gifts because I, I, I gotta say I was a little sad the Jeepster you know I woke up and you're sort of like looking at me blankly today nothing nothing yeah Spiro got nothing from our cats either I think I think that they got the same thing I got my dad which was nothing <laughs> <laughs> well, well my, my dog couldn't call me on the phone even you know, so. <laughs> but he shows you his love in other ways yes yes. We have a guest today who we've been trying to get for ages. This is a long time book and come true. <laughs> Dreams can come true, Judy. They can come true. <laughs> they can happen to you. It's Joe McGinty from Losers Lounge. Hi. Yay! Hi. Number Hi. one loser in America. That's right. I'm a proud, proud card-carrying loser. And uh, if anybody who's uh, lived in New York for any amount of time knows the Loser Lounge, a very long time, uh, successful, enjoyable uh, series of music. And how, how, do, how do we describe the Losers Lounge as you um, tribute, feet, attack? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, pay homage to a lot homage. of... Homage. That was the word I was looking for. <laughs> 
pop greats, uh, you know, from ABBA to the zombies, we like to say, and uh, we've been doing it for almost 20 years, which wow. surprises me to even say that. But so we you ha- started when you were like five. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a house band with like strings, backup singers, horns, and we'll have 20 different singers going through a catalog with particular artists. And it's absolutely great. I've been to many Loser uh, Lounge shows, and um, not one has ever uh, you know, been, le- been less than absolutely incredible. Uh, who are some of the artists that, we, that we've got? Uh, that you've covered over the years. Some of them, um, what are some of your favorite shows? I mean, it's really it's incredible. Yeah, roster. like Burt Bacharach is always a favorite. Oh, yeah. uh, it's kind of when we started the show, that was kind of the idea. And it was actually before Burt Bacharach was cool. You know, in the early 90s, people were... There was a big big resurgence of that kind yeah, of like... Yeah, thanks to us, um, I think. <laughs> of course it's that. Of course it's because of you. Uh, yeah, the monkeys, uh, Dusty Springfield, you know, just to, and but then you know, eighties people like the Cure and Duran Duran. You know, you know, we kind of run the gamut. I, I, you know, I remember going to the Roxy Music uh, Losers Lounge. And it reminded me how much I really don't like the record Avalon. I love that record. You see, because you're a girl, and it was, and, the, and, 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 the, and the women were like, "This is great, this is great." And I was like, "You know, I like early Roxy. You know, yeah. I like the first Roxy record." And then that other we record, want a record is like, we can picture making out with Brian Ferry. Too. That's pretty much it. The picture making out with Brian Ferry. I mean. Oh. He's like a thousand years old. He sold. He stole his son's girlfriend. Exactly. Like, <laughs> he married he's his son's ageless. ex-girlfriend. He is like. And that's, the, so that's admirable. How the thing about him is that he was smart because he looked like an older guy when he was young. Mm-hmm. So he's not like you know Mick Jagger who looks all wrinkly and crinkly and trying to look like Mick Jagger, but he always looked kind of suave, like yeah. an older guy. Have you done a stone show? What's that? Is better losers? We've never done the stones. Right? I mean, they're almost too obvious. We try to stay. Away from like the big obvious ones, we'll try to do people that are a little le- little more unsung in a way. Oh, I see Cliff Mott. Ah, here he is. Artist of artist for losers. The man who took for... the punk out of punctual. <laughs> there's you... a pizza involved, so you knew he was coming eventually. <laughs> right. <laughs> have you ever done? Have you ever picked a band who you really don't like? No, I mean because uh, part of the reason for doing it is, although you know, I, I like Neil Young, but we didn't think. It would be a good enough show. So somebody came up with the idea of Neil Young versus the Eagles, and I'm not an Eagles fan. So I was no, no personal taste is. Joe. Recently, we did Cat Stevens versus James Taylor, and I stacked <laughs> the deck in favor of Cat Stevens good. in a very big way. And here he is, Cliff Mott, artist of the Losers Lounge. Oh, he's with his beautiful wife, Arlene. Come on, have a seat, Cliff. It's, it's good we have an actual. You're, you're late, but the pizza's coming. It's, it's, it's Father's Day, and he's an actual, the an one actual, actual dad, an actual uh, father. Pull that mic up and put the, some headphones, <laughs> headphones on. Hey, buddy. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> so, so Cliff, tell us quickly what it's like being a dad on Father's Day. How many fabulous presents did you get? Oh, it's it, they're too numerous to count, really. <laughs> did you get breakfast in bed? Um, no. <laughs> um, so that's, well, actually, that, that one, I didn't get that. Um, but uh, 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 I'm looking forward to the, uh, the first beer. The first okay. beer? The first beer. <laughs> if you got here early, beer? we could have started you on that, Cliff. <laughs> I know. I was trying. I was trying. <laughs> um, so we're coming up. We're talking today about, actually about the ABBA show, which is looking coming up. Looking forward to it. Which uh, you drew. Who's your, who's your favorite person to draw? In ABBA? No, well, no, no. Oh. Across 20, 20 years of losers. I go for Agnetha. But, um, jeez, uh, uh, it's uh, Elvis Costello is always fun. Yeah, Cliff has done many amazing illustrations. Uh, <laughs> They're all always, uh, always fun to do. They um, give me free, free reign, and I just go, whatever, hit, whatever hits me. And then who, who are the people that you've actually uh, 
Done the losers' lounges in these homages. That word. <laughs> um, who's actually seen the posters? Who's actually shown up? Who's actually chimed in and said yeah well, or nay? One of the fun things was that XTC requested yeah. a copy, and they each have uh, Cliff's artwork hanging in their studio. Oh nice. wow! So that's pretty f- exciting. And they uh, yeah they sent me a really nice for them for them. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, Lee Hazelwood also was at his show, and uh, I went to his memorial service because we pe- kind of became friends with his family, and they asked for a blow-up version of the Lee Hazelwood for that his was memorial, That's which is nice very, uh, very flattering. It's hanging in his house. Well, today we're getting, we're talking about the ABBA show. Right. We're calling it the Abattoir. <laughs> Welcome to the Abattoir. <laughs> very good. See what I did there? This is a food network, so <laughs> I have to make that reach once in a while. <laughs> and uh, Joe set up a bunch of clips, uh, some, some ABBA history. The unknown history of ABBA, I think we um, get to hear today a little bit. So why don't you set up the first clip? uh, Yeah, one of the fun things about the show is, uh, you know, pretty much with every artist, we always enjoy finding some obscurities. Like, we'll play the big hits that everybody knows, like, you know, Dancing Queen, Mamma Mia. But uh, with ABBA, before they were ABBA, they were actually kind of already big stars in Sweden. And Benny had a garage band, sort of a psych garage band called the Hep Stars. And this song is... uh, called Consolation from the Hep Star. All right, Joe, the engineer, you got that set up? It's kind of like Kenny Rogers had a psychedelic band before right. Kenny <laughs> Rogers, right? I'm just thinking about, like, you know, ugly dudes with beards. <laughs> Us, Swedish prog folk. <laughs> Example of how the Beatles ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, what year, what year would this have been? It was like 67, 68. And what year did ABBA actually get their start? Like, you know, like, like 72, 73, somewhere around there. How do you feel about ABBA, Judy? I have, uh, uh, you know, I like the hits. I'm not a huge fan, but. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Much better. <laughs> well, Judy well, says goes. <laughs> we're not actually doing this song, but well, I thought it was I, an interesting I, part was a weird of band. They sort of have like... Um, I mean, there's, there's a whole camp kind of thing going on where they've really kind of percolated into the mainstream. I think um, they have a big you know, gay following and you know, gay culture is very... You know, likes Abba a lot. But the weird thing was... Um, my, my, my father one time said, oh, I'm coming to New York. I want to go to see the theater. I want to go to theater. And I said, great. And he said, what do you want to see? He said, Mamma Mia. <laughs> He's a cultured man. <laughs> Maybe he thought it was about an Italian restaurant. <laughs> Mamma Mia. Come for the taste, stay for the flavor. I just saw the movie of that. I was not so impressed. The, the movie was not good. I did see the, the musical on and Broadway. It was, fun. And it, was, it was actually good, but yeah, they, you know, Meryl St- Meryl Streep, but yeah, it wasn't yeah, it was just not, a, Meryl not, Street, a, not a not a not one of her finer moments. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no it was, Spice Girls. Was, yeah. Spice Girls movie was funny. Actually, I like the Spice Girls. I like every because yeah. well, it's got sort of like a monkeyish kind of vibe right. to it, right? It's kind of not not so serious. Right. And Richard E. Grant is in it. Like, who, how could you go wrong? That's with true. Him? Like, That's true. So who who are some of the singers who are going to be doing ABBA this week? Uh, well, we have uh, you know we have a really great cast of regulars. Uh, David Driver is a, a really amazing singer. Um, you know, the Losers Lounge started with my friend Nick Danger, who uh, Nick. always brings down the house. <laughs> He'll Absolutely. be doing One Night in Bangkok, which was written uh-huh. by the uh, fellows from ABBA. So tell you were telling us off air about the songwriting process, and they were two <laughs> married couples. Broke up, continued going, and like, what what happened with the songwriting? Did, did, there was no fighting like, like Fleetwood Mac had. 
You, you said something about right. That. Well, you know, in Fleetwood Mac, they famously broke up and during the making off with each making other. Making of rumors, right? Traded off with each mm-hmm. other. You know, Mick was sleeping with Stevie Nicks. Uh, you know, yeah, they're uh, still dining out on that story. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, um, Lindsay wrote "Go Your Own Way" about Stevie. Stevie wrote "Dreams" about Lindsay. But in ABBA, the female singers did not write any of the songs. They were strictly singers. So all the songs about the breakup were written by the guys, and the girls sang them. So he could literally put in, put words in their mouth <laughs> about breaking up. My dream come true. That must have been a lot of fun for the... the I'm down all my ex-girlfriends right now. Yeah, I got a song for you to sing. So I can't even name the, I can't even name the members of ABBA. It's, it's kind of shameful. Uh, well, Peter, Paul, John, uh, Mary. Oh, who's in their last names are slightly hard to pronounce, so it's best to just say right. Benny and Bjorn. Agneta and Frida. <laughs> the, the two A's are the girls and the two B's are the boys. Oh, you did that. Yeah. You did that. Oh, yeah. It's Abba. I thought, yeah. I thought it was like... Uh, yeah, Frida is actually Anna Frida, but that later when she had her solo career produced by Phil Collins, she was just Frida. Right. You guys should do a Frida Pain Losers Lounge. Yeah, sure. There's probably not enough songs, though. No. All right, what's next? What are we going to hear next? Uh, well, I think that you know your connection to porn uh, <laughs> will appreciate <laughs> this next one because uh, the first time Benny and Bjorn worked together was to score a porn movie called The Seduction of Inga which is a softcore <laughs> Swedish porn film which actually had a hit song and can you imagine like in the States if a porn movie had a top 40 hit song <laughs> you know just to show you how open minded Swedish Sweet, well, <laughs> why Swedish porn is such a sterling reputation <laughs> so this is this music actually from the soundtrack yeah, of a porn yeah. film you're a good wonderful boy and you deserve more than I can offer I'm no good for you all. I would only mess up your life as I have my own the best thing I can do is stay away from you. Be happy and forget about me. Oh, I can do this. Joe, I want to say this link because I'm going to need to be putting, up, putting this on my iPhone later. <laughs> you can tell what song they were ripping off with this. It's like I'm a man? Was yeah, it Spencer yeah, Davis group? Yeah. With backwards. Oh, backwards, right? It's like, it was always, always a good thing to play a song backwards, like in the movie Psych Out, right? The band Mumbling Jim, right? Which is like Jack, I don't know if Jack Davis was actually in the band, but whatever. It's like, you listen to the song they do, it's it's Purple Haze, just the riff just played upside down. Huh. You know, the octave things kind of, kind of switch, switch around. Well, this is really groovy. Yeah, I like this. It's kind of Flying Lizards-ish, too. So have you, have you done any uh, porn soundtrack work, Joe? Because certainly you're, you'd be a great candidate. Uh... I did do some music for the HBO series G String Divas <laughs> a while back. I can't was, believe I missed that. And uh, more recently, uh, for the show Bored to Death, there was a striptease scene with Julie Atlas Muse that I did some music for. So I'm available. <laughs> I love her. She's, she does really cool stuff. She's really cool stuff and super nice. Just yeah. So there's some yeah a couple other things that come in here. That was that was way better than the garage. <laughs> well, which is yeah, we will be doing that <laughs> stuff with some go-go dancing by Anna Koba. Ah, yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then who, who else is going to be joining the ABBA thing? We were talking about a couple people. Oh, but it's like, uh, I mean, so many talented people on stage. You every, know, every Sean Altman from Rockapella. You know, he was in Rockapella back in the day. Um, a, a bunch of people from the Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, you know, this uh, singer named Anna Caligari, who is in a uh, forklift comedy group um so I, I you know it's just too many to mention <laughs> you know, judy, is, like, judy is quite a singer you i'm know. really a great singer um okay she's a lovely we have a karaoke moment actually in the late show so you could be our karaoke uh-huh. if i stayed up late <laughs> <laughs> what do you do your whitney houston night judy's your girl all right um, i'm i'm like a whitney 
Okay. You sound alike, really. We could do uh, Whitney versus Britney. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That'd be so fun. Oh my God, that you'd have every gay guy in Manhattan there. I'd be willing to shave my head for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, so, are there like how do you? So, people, you are such a hardworking musician. Even on Tuesday nights, you're out at ten doing piano karaoke at the Manhattan Inn. Uh, tell me some of the other stuff you've done. You've played with Psychedelic Furs, right? And right. I uh, played on the last couple records. Uh, played on some Ramones records. Um, Wait, Ramones had a keyboard player? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Ramone? Yeah, I was, uh, you know, and actually played on some shows with Joey Ramone. Mm-hmm. He had his side project called The Resistance. Uh, you know, they, they actually... We're covering a door song, and I play some keyboards on right. that. Well, no, they had, they had the, the record uh, Acid Eaters. Was that and what I it was played called? on that one, yeah. Right, which was a, which was a lot of like uh, late sixties rock and roll covers, yeah, garagey kind mm-hmm. of covers. Which I actually quite quite liked. It was like Who yeah, Stop the I Rain like was one of them, I think. Yeah, and yeah, uh, maybe a Jefferson Airplane song. I kind of like that record. They right? did uh, Can't Seem to Make You Mine. It's on that. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. that was pretty groovy. Yeah. Well, you know, people forget the you know the Ramones came came out of that. Right. You know, right. this pure punk rock thing came right. out of. The, you know, Beatles and glam rock and 60s they were girls groups. They, yeah, they loved the girl groups. It was sort of through them. I played with Ronnie Spector, and uh, it was kind of because of the connection with Joey that I got in that band, uh, which is obviously a thrill to play in her band. Have you done a Loser's Lounge uh, to uh, many girl groups? It seems like a natural natural fit. Uh, we've touched on it. You know, like when we've done uh, Carol King, we did a lot a of lot girl of group it. songs. Uh, we, you know, Dusty Springfield covered a lot of girl group material, and then I played an actual girl group show at Lincoln Center uh, a couple of years ago at part of the um, Ponderosa Stomp, mm-hmm. where we backed up all those singers. It was really right. great. Because Cliff wants to draw the Shangri Las. I know he's been yeah. done. <laughs> I already have. <laughs> it's, it's already in the back. It's in the back. <laughs> so we got another ABBA clip. Let's stay on uh, stay, stay uh, the ABBA for let me a second. See what's up next. Because the show is from Thursday to Saturday at, at Joe's Pub, right? Right, and you can uh, you can find out information at www.loserslounge.com. This is uh, called Hole in Your Soul. It's an early uh, kind of more of their power pop side in their early days. This is, but this is actually ABBA. This is like when they were calling themselves. Yes, this ABBA. is an actual ABBA. City Rollers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. glammy. Well, you know, I mean, the first incarnation was pretty glammy. They had like right. the star, like a star guitar, like a star-shaped guitar, and all the the big giant platform boots and thigh highs and. Well, that, was, that was the, the style, style of the day. But I, I, if I want to think of ABBA, the one image that always comes to mind is like they're all wearing like white. Yeah. You know, with like big yeah. poofy hair. Right. And they're all wearing like Don white. Don Kirshner show. And, what a great show that was. And a, oh yeah, and, and, a, and a very strong logo. Yes, right. right. Just, Apple, I think, is probably proof positive how, how important a, a logo type really is for your band. 
there would be nothing without it. Right. Right. <laughs> Just and being early in the record racks, you know, yeah. <laughs> probably also the good. first thing you saw when you went, you know, to the, to the record store. Abba, Acme. <laughs> so how about a Steve Miller band, Losers Lounge? That would be good. Oh, sure. I thought you did that for some. No, reason. we've never actually done Steve Miller. I was listening to Take the Money and Run yesterday. What Sean Altman's been, 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 yeah, he's been, he's, he's been Sean plugging Altman's, that he's been for years that for a while. So <laughs> someday Sean will get his wish. <laughs> lots of Steve, lots of good Steve Miller band, uh, sure. band hits. Sure. And uh, we take, you're taking this on the road. Uh, you've been on the road with Losers. It seems like quite a lot of people to be. We've uh, never taken it on the road. Uh, it is a lot of people. We did a show in Nashville uh, last fall, and we used a lot of local uh, Nashville people. My friend Chris Woolsey lives there now, and he was a Losers Lounge guitar player for many years. So he assembled the band, and uh, was basically kind of like a franchise. I showed up in the last for the last <laughs> week, and you know rehearsed and then did the show. We had some great people. We had people that. Like play with Jack White down there and the Raconteurs and uh, and this guy Sam Bush who was like a we did a Bowie show down there and uh, he's like this famous bluegrass mandolin player that couldn't wait to sing Fame and do like a fuzzed out mandolin <laughs> wow. Robert Fripp style solo so it was a really it actually worked pretty well down there well right? I think that's so important um, people who uh, haven't seen the Losers Lounge know that you guys are not exactly purists right <laughs> there's always a few nuggets thrown in there and yeah. you're like what they did that? No, I mean, some, some, some renditions I've seen are very loyal and just really show-stopping and, and, and pure, you know, and faithful, and others are just basically pissed off. Right, right, right. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's, uh, you know, people say, are you making fun of the artist? And say, well, no, we're, we're having fun with it, but we're not making fun of right. it, you know. We're putting on a show! <laughs> yeah, when I, last time I was down in Nashville, I met, I met these guys who played in a Chuck Berry cover band, uh-huh. right? And they said, you know, they were like all local like, studio guys, the and this was their side project. <laughs> yeah. Right. And um, they said, Anybody came down to Nashville, they had a great reputation, always wanted to sit in with them. Like Robert Plant would come down, or whatever it was, like all these people, you know, come down, and they always said no. Because they said, you think you know these songs, but you don't. Because they were purists. They played the songs exactly as they were wow. on the Chuck Berry records. So you think you know Johnny be good, but you know it from like 20 cover versions. Right, you have right, in your right. memory. You don't really know how it swings, the verses and the parts. Well, uh, I mean, they were really, really strict. I the Johnny a, Johnson. And I admire that. Yeah. yeah. I have a story about, uh, you know, I play with Ronnie and one year for the Christmas show it was rumored that Keith Richards was going to show up and we're like Keith might show up and it was you know before email or like faxes back and forth was personal <laughs> man assistant and uh, we didn't really know if he was going to show up or not but uh, we got to this is uh, when uh, this place was called Shine for a while but it's now La Poisson Rouge it was right. the Village Gate and uh, you know his his roadie shows up with a guitar amp, so it's like okay, it's looking pretty likely. <laughs> and then, uh, Keith wanted to do Run Rudolph Run, and he gave us it's sort of like that Hail Hail Rock and Roll. He gave us very ins- specific instructions how to play it because I don't know if you've seen that film, but he shows yeah. Chuck how to play his, yeah, his, his riffs. Yeah. <laughs> and so he did it. We did it, and we did it with him, and it was awesome. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he he was like he came up to Ronnie, was like giving the I'm not worthy thing because oh. they'd go way back. They you know they opened for Ronnie when uh, back in the they day. They dated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keith yeah. talks about it in, in his in book. book yeah. Right, but, right, you know, right. I, I've met Keith, and the, and the overwhelming vibe you get from Keith Richards is he's actually a warm kind of down yeah. to earth regular guy, and likes to be there and likes to be part of it. And yeah, he, he was great. Isn't. So. Uh, you know, intimidated by his own fame, the way I think, you know, or a mark for his mm. own gimmick, the way that Mick is. Right, yeah. Mick's no, a dick. Brenda. <laughs> Can we say that? And a we small one at that. Brenda. Keith is a man of the Brenda people. Keith. Yeah, fuck uh, Brenda. Keith is a man of the people. Yeah. Brenda and his tiny toddler, I believe. <laughs> so we've got, we've got more uh, songs from the Abattoir? Uh, let's see. Next, you know, we always like to find interesting uh, cover versions. And this was a song that I discovered uh, by a band called The Favorites. 
doing a version of SOS that I had never heard before. And this is thanks to, you know, current YouTube technology. Which, which according to uh, the Sex Pistols, according to the Sex Pistols, they, they based uh, pretty vacant on SOS. Ah, see? I, I, I was reading I the liner see. notes to, to this, uh, this uh, Greatest yeah. Hits thing. And, uh, and and they go through each of them. They interview each of them. And it's like, uh, oh, yeah, Glennie wrote pretty, pretty vacant. Funny thing, yeah, he was a big ABBA fan, trying to keep it quiet. But funny thing was, so was Sid. Whatever happened to our love, I wish I understood. It used to be so fun, it used to be so good. So when you're near me, darling, can you hear me? SOS! Sounds more like the Sex Pistols than the Sex Pistols. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> the favorites, huh? I'm going to start a band called the New Favorites. Yeah, there you go. You can do a Favorites tribute band. <laughs> There's definitely an ABBA sound, right? I mean, There's sort of like that sheen, sort oh, yeah. of glimmer that sort of, sort of bounces off all of their songs, right? Because they, they have like their own high-tech studio up there in like Valhalla, oh, yeah. wherever it is they Valhalla. Yeah, Valhalla <laughs> land. I think that uh, there's an ABBA museum now, actually. Wow. It's not home from what I hear. Nice. I think they were responsible. They were like the leading export of yeah. uh, Sweden for a while. Right? They, they took over the porn industry. Look, they have pizzas here. Nice. <laughs> now, Elvis Costello said, said that they... It sounds like their music is sprinkled with pixie dust. <laughs> and he's singing in Elvis Costello, the uh, riff in Oliver's Army right, is right. based off of ABBA as right, well. The sort of it. piano thing was based Admittedly on Admittedly stole. Yeah. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you go about selecting the uh, material for the show? Because honestly, I'd be hard-pressed to be na- name more than four or five ABBA songs, put together a whole show. What's wrong with you? Uh, yeah, I, I well, mean, the hard part is actually narrowing it down. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, when we used to play at Fez, shows would go on for like three hours, but... They run a tighter ship at Joe's Pub, so I, you know, I often will start with like about forty songs and then figure out a way to narrow it down to twenty. Because yeah, there are quite a bit. You might not realize it now, but if you come to the show, you're like, oh, that song, oh, that right. song. You know, that's usually what what happens. Right. Do do the singers help you pick, or do you pick and then figure out who who's best to sing it's it? Sort of a combination. Like I'll make suggestions, but then you know, some people are like, I really want to sing this. You know, per, like particular song bribery i've heard a lot of bribery. <laughs> there's, there's bribery uh, uh but uh you know i'll usually say pick your three favorites because a lot of times everybody will want to sing something like you know the winner takes it all it's like everybody you know it's like yeah, some big <laughs> i'm sorry but I'm like five other people want to sing that song can you pick something that's, that's a crazy amount of work though for you you're the musical director and the piano player it's a lot of it's a lot songs. of work it's a lot of songs but we have a pretty good system and the band you know we kind of split the band uh, split the work up amongst all the band members and we you know it's a good team so so now if Judy were to come to your your piano karaoke and she wanted to sing Whitney Houston would you be ready to just play any Whitney Houston song she might uh, want, want to possibly uh, you, like, you like know. the greatest love of all might you know that one <laughs> <laughs> It could happen. You know, I have a book with a lot of songs in it, but lately, you know, if I can get an internet single signal and I can find the chords on the internet, I'm, I'm up for winging stuff. And I've literally <laughs> played songs I'd never heard before from The Little Mermaid. When, <laughs> when did you start playing piano? I mean, that, that's incredible to be able to do. Well, I started uh, playing... Actually... <laughs> there we go. Is that Judy's version? Uh, taking us back. 
<laughs> I think this is really I actually, <laughs> I actually started pretty late, but from the moment I started, I started playing in bands, and I, you know, played in cover bands for many years. Yes, so King Crimson, Genesis. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a keyboard player, right? Right. You know, so you're probably- Rick Wakeman, and but but then I played in from like you know I guess giving away my age here from you know like the late 70s through the mid 80s you know i played in cover three. bands playing like <laughs> yeah yeah i was three years old but you know playing five Prodigy. six nights a week every song that was on the radio at the time so so i kind of have a lot of those just stuck in the back of my brain for you've better done, for you've done elton john though, right <laughs> yeah we did elton john yeah that was obviously a yeah, big keyboard are, inspiration well, a lot of keyboard guys. You did a Stevie Wonder night, right? That's kind of keyboard driven. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Was very um, challenging. Even Barry Manilow is very keyboard driven, right? We keep talking about Barry Manilow, and oh, I, I oh, that'd think, be a great I think line. we could maybe get Mr. Mike McPadden to sh- uh-huh. fly into New York for that one because <laughs> he, of our favorite he was actually, to his credit, he was the first person to suggest Paul Williams, and then that happened, and Paul Williams showed up. So yeah, that was wow. great. I have to give him uh, props for that. With did he the, play? He sang a bunch of songs at the end. He sang wow. uh, The Rainbow Connection. With, was, uh, with Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, Richard Dreyfus showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Dreyfus tried to sing Rainy Days and Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> boy, boy. His, his, his career is really clean. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but what was great is he had a couple of Richard Dreyfus moments where he's like, What's going on here? <laughs> we were practicing. <laughs> You're going to need a bigger band. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just, now, I'm just, now I'm just thinking of like like Jaws music and beside adventure music and like <laughs> like movie soundtrack night. Movie we would like nights. to do a sound. We did Mancini way back when, which would be a great one to do again. Uh, and that was one of the first ones I think. You yeah, drew. that was the first uh, first one I ever did because uh, I think you guys had lyrics for Baby Elephant. Walk yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> provided by Dan Klaus, I think. Yeah. Uh, do we have one more song left on, uh, on the Apple playlist? Let's um, see. As it has been the fastest 30 minutes on the internet today. Yes. Uh, why don't you skip to the last one? Um, because we have Mike Fornatel doing a rockin' version uh. of Watch Out from last time we did the show. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Before we uh, hit that, um, Joe, remind us where we can find you, where we can see you. Uh, your karaoke gigs, the Losers Lounge. And, uh, uh, of course, you on Twitter and Facebook. And yes. Like Joe McGinty 7 on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, www.loserslounge.com. And also, there's a Facebook page for Losers Lounge. I think it's Losers Lounge NYC. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty. We're all pretty easy to Google and find. And, and Cliff Mott, artist for the stars. And you've got a new, uh, some new artwork coming out on a John Spencer Blues Explosion single here. Yes, indeed. Coming out soon. We're working on it now. All right. right now. Well, we can't wait. Where can we find you? Um, I'm at uh, Cliff, the bar, Cliff I mean. Mott, <laughs> cliffmott.com. <laughs> Sim- simple as that. Well, all right, then. Uh, for Judy, Joe, and Cliff, this is Mike and Joey Jr. Thanks. We'll see you guys all next right. week at the Apple All right. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.